Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. Hey, welcome everybody to Kingdom Talks. Uh, we've got the next Angers here with a new recruit, and we had to really work hard to get him in. That was Chris Carter. <laughs> yeah, Good to have you on here, Chris. He's not interested in the next stage at all. <laughs> <laughs> we all took a pay cut to get him in here. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my. <laughs> Well, it's been quite a while since we've been able to get on here together. Uh, I think we're doing this like once every two months. And Chris, you're the new guy on the block. So uh, um, does everybody know Chris? Do you all know Chris? Yes. More yes. or less. Yeah, we yeah. do. All right. Because I know Chris knows Chris. I, yes, I know myself. More by reputation, really, than anything else. But and, You know, we've I've done, uh, you know, like a number of us have talked to each other extensively. Yeah. Either, you know, in interviews or something like that. So, yeah. Well, cool, cool. Well, hey, guys, what are we going to talk about? Guys and gals. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> Berlin couldn't be on with us. Karina could not make it tonight either, but uh, they're kind of, they are part of the group and we're excited to have them as part of the group. But uh, we just, Berlin, I think, got snowed in. Karina had some family things to deal with. So, anyway, we just bless each one of them. Uh, but we're here. So, what are we going to talk about, guys and gals? Well, I, I am. I have this idea. I just thought it'd be a great time to start a network marketing pyramid scheme. <laughs> so I've got this. Um, I've got this great opportunity. I want to talk to all of you about. <laughs> great timing. Okay, so now we talked about what we didn't want to talk about, which was the coronavirus. <laughs> but I got one. I think there's significance, though, in moving into the next stage where there's not going to be the coronavirus. Very good. We, we are. Well, we're about to have this, uh, you know, event here in Colorado Springs with um, restoration of all things. And it's cool because basically everybody who is uh, coming to this thing, for the most part, they're like way beyond this coronavirus stuff slowing anybody down. Um, so it's been, it's been good to, uh, you know, deal with these people cause they're like, yeah, we're coming one way or another, we're going to get there. And so anyway, it's, it's going to happen. And even if they bring the, uh, numbers down to 10 per gathering, uh, that'll be just enough for us to get the speakers in here and we'll do it live stream anyway. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So I'm curious, uh, are you guys getting affected by this at all? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I I mean all my kids are home. I mean, they, all my kids are home maybe for the rest of the year. School year is what is on really? the rumor mill. Yeah. Wow. We got a month. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter. That is, yeah. man, I, I, as a, as a school teacher, I'm, I'm home right now. So, wow. I, I and I know I'm, so we could have started earlier. I know. I realize <laughs> that now I did have to report today, but, um, but yeah, I'm home for the foreseeable future. Yeah, that awesome. is. I mean, like all of my son's soccer season is canceled. It was like all sports seasons are just canceled, not even looking to 
to pick them back up. So it's, yeah, it's a huge impact. Okay. So, you know, what the world does need is a next age view <laughs> of this whole thing. Seriously. I mean, it is the hot topic right now. So what is the next age view? And I'll just say, be careful that you don't put yourself in a box that you have to start trying to climb out of later. <laughs> Cause I've been trying to be careful about it. Cause you know, cause currently I will say just currently it's like the, the stats on this whole thing are just absolutely blown out of proportion. I, you know, the, the news report this morning on uh, the, the New York Times, I think it was, was, you know, 63 dead. Now, I don't make light of the, those that have passed. That's not the point. But 63 dead because of the coronavirus. And it's like there have been 16,000 deaths this year from the flu. And they're making this massive big deal about 63 deaths. And like Chris, you shared a few days or a few a week or two ago that, that uh, you get 52 people die every day from tripping. It's like, what in the world is going on with that's, people? That's, that's actually physically tripping. Don't think the tripping was a different kind of tripping. Oh, yes, exactly. Not the fun kind, huh? No, yes, no, tripping like and falling on your face. You trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the number would be bigger if you combined those two. <laughs> I think Gil, it is a good question on what, what are our thoughts on why it's been so, uh, the response has been so significant. I would say, I, I, I honestly, I hesitate to say overblown because I think there is a lot of fear of the unknown. There's some newness to it, but why, why do we think the response has been so significant? I mean, there's conspiracies amok, right? I mean, everywhere, yeah. but yeah. seriously. Well, what are your that's about it. I mean, that's all we that's all we know is conspiracy. You know what I'm saying? Because we <laughs> yeah. don't know anything, and the rest of it's just speculation and fear of the unknown because we don't know. Right. right. And that's the right. scary part. There is fear in the unknown, so that's why we are people of faith. You know, yeah. and we don't really give in to these speculations, which how appealing or how enticing they may want to. You can go down all the the, the different rabbit holes and what's going on and what they're trying to do. It, it is scary. You know what I'm saying? But that's why we're people of faith and we, you know, we, we're not moved on what's going on in the world and our, our, our government. We serve a different king and yeah. this kingdom is different. We operate in that. So we're supposed to be people who really shine at this in, in these times. This is where our faith is tested. To, it really proves what we believe in right. times like these. It's not when everything is going good. It's when every world is in panic. It's when we as believers shine because we have a, a foundation right. and a truth that's out of this world. And when we don't, we're not moved by the seasons and situations of this, you know, yeah. the, uh, whatever's going on, you know. And I think the, the cool thing is, is that we get to rise above it and see it from a heavenly perspective. And, and that shifts everything because this didn't take father by surprise. And he is going to use it for awesome, good and great and awesome things. So I'm yeah. excited to see what's on the other side. I think everything, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty right now that's hard to live with. Yeah, and even if this is, is something that's conjured up by some group somewhere that uh, believing when the word says that all things work for the good of those who love the Lord, that there is something that is good that's going to come out of this. Uh, so anyway, I, I didn't know if any of you had any spectacular news or insight on this whole thing or not, but... Uh, I was also curious, Michael, how is it over there in Hawaii? Are they going as crazy over there? Um, you know, there's there's the occasional crazy-eyed person clutching a giant thing of toilet paper walking around. <laughs> you guys it's, still have toilet paper are, over there. <laughs> wow, you're doing better than I don't know where enough. they found it. We're all making jokes about it, but 
similarly, they're closing stuff down. And I really, I've noticed just in, in live streaming and well, I mean, I, you know, my world is kind of small right now. I have a little one that kind of keeps us either at home or working or going live, but I've noticed there's like an increased desire for leadership. So all of the people who engage online and who are speaking with people like us, it gives, it gives you an added amount of responsibility because now like churches are closing down and it's just the fear factor. And of course there's right. something deeper going on. You know, we just don't really know exactly what it is yet. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but did I hear you say though that you guys do have toilet paper over there? Because <laughs> I'm still looking. <laughs> we have baby wipes. Uh, those work. All I can tell you is this: there's paper towels everywhere, and if you take a roll of paper towels and cut it in half, it's exactly the same size as a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> You're gonna kill your piping. So, here's, here's the deal: you just can't put on that the back down end. the toilet drain there. But I will say this: if anybody owns stock in bidets, you're about to do really well. Oh yeah, yeah. Our daughter went into a Home Depot or something, or but that was the thing that they had at the front for yeah. everybody. Is the bodegas? Yeah, yeah. That's gonna go. That's gonna be the next big thing. I don't. I don't think that's part of the next stagers. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Well, it's part of the French next stagers. European next stagers. That's what I thought you were gonna say. Part of the fringe. <laughs> Hey, no, Gil, I'll, I'll say this is what I was just talking to Melissa about because, um, you know, like, again, it's, it's, I don't know, as much of a life disruption as it is a life pause. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And uh, I think that we were just talking and we were like, we want to use this time yeah. the best that we could possibly do it. Like, we would love to come out of this experience whenever that is and think not only did we, did we gain so much life as a family and not only did we get connected to the ground underneath our feet you know if you can't travel everywhere or do all the things you wanted to do there's still that ground underneath your feet and uh and we really felt like this is a time to plan for the future you know like instead of like take on that curse of things are ending things will recede things will do all these things we just started thinking what if this is the moment to really go to the lord and go what dreams should we have you know, for later this year, so that when we're, when you say go, we hit the ground running so fast because we took the time when there was this pause to come up with those ideas and, and detail them out and dream them out really, and like in a detailed enough way that as soon as you're ready to, to set, you know, to say go, you're, you've got it all worked out and you're ready to go. So that's, that's kind of where our focus was just this afternoon was let's take this time and dream. Like, what are the things we want to do? And what are the things we feel like God's calling us to do so that we have this really victorious mindset, you know, yeah. like going into the into the rest of this year? That's what I want to say so that I don't pigeon myself in that hole that you were right. talking about, Gil. Right. And I have to <laughs> crawl out of later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's so good. And I, I think all of us probably could use a little bit of a sabbatical. Um, I know we've been running really hard and the, I'm like, yes, quarantine me. <laughs> That's what all the introverts say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> introverts are like, I have prayed life. for this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been yeah. asking God for this to happen. I just need my introvert time. <laughs> 
So, okay, so um, as Next Agers, one of the things that we are doing and that we're operating in is, a, is hopefully a whole new level of understanding of who we are. And so as we walk in this level, this new level of understanding who we are, and we're all at different places, so, you know, there's no judgment, condemnation, or comparison, or anything like that. But as we're walking in this newness um, and understanding of, of our, our existence in God, um, what are some things that you are noticing or that you're able to operate in uh, as we're moving through this this little season here with you know all the everything shutting down and all that what what how is it making a difference in your life i guess that's probably the bottom line how is operating at this different level affecting you in this season anybody yeah it's a good I question by faith. <clears throat> well the response Go Daniel. yeah living by faith and just um you know, getting that Sabbath rest too, to, to work on, hey, what has God already said to you? You know, now it's time we can we can take that time to focus on it. You know, my wife is like, hey, we have time in the mornings. We're not rushing to get anywhere. Let's do some devotions with our kids and and like start developing that habit. And so even this morning I was I was praying with or, you know, talking with my daughter and we we're reading first John together and talking about it, you know, and we're having some spiritual conversations. Give me some time too to work finish my book you know i've got this book i'm working on uh called the christian mystic um that's been fun and i took the first four chapters are free download now so for people to check very out. good yeah. yeah yeah i don't think we're i don't think we're exempt you know what i'm saying i think it's just kind of the fundamentals you know and and making sure like we just had the tv on i was watching just daytime tv like that's a form of escapism dr phil or something and then the news comes on, you know, and they'll say, hold on, turn that off, man. It's just redundant. It's just more and more, hold on. It's just on in the background. And it was like, hold on, why is this on? I gotta make sure I'm turning this stuff off because the, the fear and, you know, it will, it'll pull you if you let it, you know? And so I think just to this, you know, we're not exempt from it just because we do operate at a higher perspective. It's easy to get pulled back down into it and the panic and fear, especially there's a lot of us who have studied conspiracies and things like that over the years and there's so many more even on facebook like i don't even talk about taking like a rest like i think it's sometimes even good to unplug yeah. from social media because so many fear-based conspiracy theories that are from people who you would never have suspected to to post or share or look into or promote there it's all over my feed from all walks of life from people you would never think you know, of, of what's going on in the government and what they know and where we're headed. And, you know, and they're all conspiracies. We don't know, you know what right. I'm saying? And so again, just not getting pulled into that. You, it, it's, it's entertaining. It's a form of entertainment. It, it's a form of escapism. So to like consciously tell yourself, no, don't go there. Don't go there. Do something else. Get in the scripture, get in the word, create something beautiful bring some hope to the situation. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what yeah. we're anointed to do. And the world isn't, you know, and, uh, and we're seeing that even in the church realm, right? There's a lot, so many church people who are giving into that as well. And, you know, so there's a, should be some kind of separation or even calling those people up higher. There's a lot of people still say, Hey, don't give into fear. Don't give into the fear. And they're, they're kind of vigilant about it. And then they'll post the fear status, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like just weird kind of like spiritual warfare and what you're feeding your mind and things like that as well. 
Well, I found it interesting that this uh, past Sunday, yesterday, we had our, our biggest group uh, here in Colorado Springs ever. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, for me, it was, a, you know, it was a little bit of a testimony to the faith that we walk in. You know, we don't want to be foolish. We don't want to be ignorant. I still wash my hands and, and so on, you know. I hope so. At least once a week. <laughs> and uh, uh, so it's, it, but at the same time, really, really contending with the the faith that perfect love will cast out all fear. And that I do not want to be seen as somebody who's walking in fear. I myself don't want to be walking in fear. So, you know, I I feel like I've done a, a pretty good job. I mean, I'm not going to go stand in front of a truck and see if it hits me, you know, if it's doing 50 miles an hour down the road. So, I mean, it, you know, you got all this this spectrum of, of uh, well, do we just stay in our houses and don't go anywhere? Well, that's what they're trying to get us to do. And there, there may be some wisdom in that. Um, but at the same time, I'm still going to the gym. I really do believe that in these last years, I have been able to even level up my my immune system just with my belief system. And it really has made a significant difference. And so I'm not afraid of it. I think that thing that we fear will come upon us. And so we open up the door when we agree with it. And so when we agree with fear and fear is carrying something, then it's just got an open door to come and, and land on us. So um you know, I, I just want to encourage people to continue to have faith and to believe, but don't expose yourself uh, where you don't really need to or where you don't have a, a faith or a level, you know, of, of a, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but a level of faith that would uh, keep you from getting it. It's ask the Father. Yeah. You know, being in tune with Him. I, you know, the <clears throat> staying in the house for an introvert's great, but, you know, I think even getting out in nature... Um, is a healing place, you know. Just don't do it in more, groups of more than 10. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think part of, for me, the unsettling part of this is just the disruption to our routine. And I, you know, and I think maybe that's part of what God is, is speaking is wake up, you know, because we get so used to our, our schedules and our appointments and our, what we've got to do next. But being able to go, okay, I've got to hold things loosely because tomorrow my reality might be different, you know, than it is today. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a big piece of it, holding things loosely, because um, it's it is easy to grab hold of it and not want to let go. And I think this is one of those times where we can hold it. We're having to hold things loosely, which is good. You know, I think I think for me, it's. Gosh, honestly, living kind of as a next stage or pushing forward, it's it's such an interesting place for me because on one hand, man, I'm closer to the Father than I ever have been. I'm there's a deeper intimacy, but it's also like He's not allowing me to get away with as much as I used to personally. You know, as far as just you know, I posted on Facebook, you know, I this has been kind of a rough week as far as family wise and those things, and I. I overreacted to a situation and lost my cool and said, you know, things I had to go back and apologize. And, and, uh, whereas before it, yeah, it was, would have still been a big deal, but it, it wouldn't have created such an issue. I mean, it like, it, it hurt my spirit. Hmm. It's like, wait a minute, that isn't who I am. It's not acceptable. And 
So I think for me, on, on one hand, I love it, but on, on the other hand, it is more challenging because it's like, not that the Lord forces you to do the deeper work, but it's like, that's also where he's directing, at least me and I know many of us have talked about it, that it's, it's going through and it's healing from, you know, things that are deep. And so the, the deeper work is, is much more difficult, honestly, but at the same time, there's, there's awesome freedom. And so, you know, I, I honestly, I found my, myself in, in the space just three or four days ago where I was like, man, I'm, I'm ready to be done with it all. I'm just, it's, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of frustration, a lot of suffering. And then it was, I got into that just a little bit. And then all of a sudden it's like the Lord brought me back and I got into prayer with him and went into the garden. It's like, he brought me back into, okay, it's good to recognize the feelings of it. Now let's go deal with that. Now let's, let's work through and do the inner work. And so it, it is, I love it. And it's, it's awesome. But I would say for myself, and I think for many of us and even people moving into it, sometimes it, it's really difficult work. And I want to just say that because it's easy for all of us and, and myself included to be like, man, it's awesome. Get to hang out with Jesus. And, and we do, but then at the same time, he's, he, he pushes us to go deeper into him and deal with things. I mean, I honestly, I don't want to deal with, <laughs> honestly, it's much easier <laughs> to avoid and much easier to just, you know, write it off. And I, I think as, as new next agers and, and sons of the King and daughter of the King, it's like, he's like, ah, that's not who you are. You don't, you can't continue with those character deals. I want more freedom. I want you closer into my heart. And so I think, you know, like I said, for me, it's been a, it's been a deep inner working, you know, week and really for a while now, last couple of months and Lord's been surfacing some of those things I don't want to deal with, but he's like, come on, son, you know, we're, we're going to keep doing this. Yeah. And so I, I just, I want to kind of throw that out there because I think it, it is too easy to, to only see the good stuff. And I know Derek, every one of you guys have talked about this, but it's the deeper work and pushing through that when you just, that's the last thing you want to do. You want to give up and be done. That's where we begin to truly see the next level, the next age or as the as sons and daughters, what that begins to look like. And to be honest, I think that's why a lot aren't actually doing it as, as deeply because it, man, there's times it's not fun and it's hard but the the reward is so incredible on the other side of that so yeah martin i just wanted to thank you for bringing the conversation yeah. so yeah. deep thank yeah. you and i i want to commentate on it just for briefly just some of the stuff i've been experiencing you know like even uh for my namesake daniel in the book of daniel he he confessed on the behalf of his people like there was this whole wake of souls you know that 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 he was bringing to the table of grace and forgiveness and restoration however that you know and we get to do the same and you know jesus came to save evil spirits we were all one at one point you know um and so it's it's just really brilliant you know that's kind of been on my radar lately about like what's going on in the spiritual realm you know me and you martin we interviewed about it we had on sozo talk radio we talked yeah. about that where you descended into hell and you you preached to these spirits in prison yeah. You know, and I was one of those spirits in prison. Hmm. I was one of those spirits in prison and I heard <laughs> and I was glad to be out of there. And so Jesus words about declaring freedom for the prisoners and for the captives. What, yeah. what are the, why are you there? Are you the perpetrator or the perpetrated upon? You're both released. 
your boat, this is the time for freedom. That's what these transitioning into a next age is all about. We're coming into a, a next stage of, of, of a jubilee, release for the prisoners and for the captives, yeah. you know, on a grand scale. This is a great awakening we're coming into. Yes. Awesome. And it's about, you know, it's maturity, right? I mean, it's, it's the father's maturing us. And I think that's part of the issue is, man, sometimes I think I'm mature enough. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, something serves like crap, man. I'm, you know, I gotta go back and do that. So, but, you know, I think again, that's that is that is a, a piece of it. And I think honestly, that's why I appreciate, you know, you all in this group so much because it's like when, when you don't have folks that have really gone through that or value that, man, it's you're like I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And it's it's good. It's awesome to have the encouragement. You know, like for me, I got I got to meet, you know, Derek in person, you know, last week, I guess it was. And that was that was a blessing. I mean, it was such an encouragement. And I, I kind of I know whenever I, you know, I, I got to meet Gil and Adina, it was just, man, it's just refreshing, you know. And I think that's that's a huge piece of this as we come together. It's not only in the good, but it's also in 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 the the depths and the darkness of it which is important to walk through that sometimes just hand in hand, you know, and others it's, Hey, I've been there. Let me, let me show you uh, how to walk through it in honor. Um, and even when we don't do it in honor, you know, come to pick one another up and, and move forward with it. So I think that's a huge piece of it. It is. Yeah. Hey there. Thank you for joining kingdom talks. We are taking a short break to share with you the life-changing online course called Ultimate Impact. Gil and Adina do an amazing job taking the complicated and making it simple and applicable for your life. Ecclesia groups are using this course to shift their thinking into the next age paradigm. Yeshua spoke of power, authority, love, and oneness that we have yet to walk in. So if you're ready to deconstruct limiting beliefs in order to step into what Father is doing now, this course is for you. Sign up today at KingdomTalksMedia.com under the Courses tab. Now, back to the show. You know, Martin, uh, those things hardly ever happen to me. And... Um... <laughs> no, seriously. That's they, why I'm here. I'm just here to learn. I'm just here to learn. Just help me along. <laughs> no, but honestly, uh, you know, they they happen all the time, and and uh, you know, and, and always at different levels. But I, and one of the things I guess I look at is if I'm if I'm in my right frame of mind, thinking about it correctly, then I will see it as the challenge or the exposure of the thing that got triggered in me and then I know what I need to take to the Lord again and yeah. so you know for me it's it, and I get a lot of exposure my wife helps out you know she <laughs> honey do you know <laughs> but uh yeah you know we all of this is is the opportunity seriously it's the opportunity to grow even further and deeper and yeah you know we do things sometimes that has consequences not just on ourselves, but also on those around us and uh you know, and that's where then the enemy wants to come in and start, you know, bringing on the guilt and the shame and the condemnation. But um, mm -hmm. I just, you know, I, I think we could all say we're we've all we're all there. We've all done it. It doesn't make it right, but it's the challenge that takes you to the next level. Right. Absolutely. Cool, I want cool. to something. Yeah. Go, go Karen. ahead, Karen. 
One of the things that I've been seeing a lot is, out of all of this, is it's a judgment. Hmm. You know, you're just seeing people pack on all these uh, little things on Facebook about scripture and the judgment and all that. And um, so let's go with that. <laughs> okay. And in that, so while it's all going on, also wavering. You know, there's a lot of Christians that are saying, don't get fear, don't get, you know, scared. But at the same time, out of the other side of their mouth, <laughs> you know, they're, they're saying this is a judgment. Hmm. <laughs> you know, and I've been noticing um, that a lot. And so to me, like, where, where, where are you standing? It's a, it's awakening to see where you're at. Are you wavering on this? Hmm. You know, are you fear or because of the judgment? If you think it's a judgment? <laughs> you know. Yeah, if I could weigh in on that. Yeah. I was just talking with somebody recently about how the, the Greek word for judgment in scriptures is kalasis, and it's always a redemptive judgment, whatever it may be. It's God's intention for anything that comes our way um, that might be difficult for us in the moment is a disciplining. for To what end? Because we're his sons. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and to... to <clears throat> Bring about redemption, reconciliation, restoration. All those, those ideas are built into that Greek word kalasis. Anytime judgment is paired with the word God, it's, a, it's that kind of judgment. And even the wrath of God, you know, if you look at it in Romans 1, it's a, I'll let you go and find out what that's all about and the, the consequences thereof, you know. And we learn obedience through what we suffer. Yeah. And that's a, a scriptural pro prophecy about us and yeah. the Christ life within us. You know that Christ is being formed in us, but it's going to take some hard, difficult sufferings, perhaps. It, well, like all, most times it does for us to learn obedience to love as yeah. all that's not of love's kind is purged out of us. And that's kind of been a, a journey that I've been on. Just That's one of the themes. That's one of the revelations of this next great awakening is about that and issues of hell and what that's all about and things like that. I know, Gil, you've talked about it on your show and others have yeah. as well. And it, just to add a little bit to that, the, the Hebraic understanding of judgment, I was talking with Dr. Yana Sanders and she was saying that the whole perspective of judgment from the Hebrew position is like a physician gives you a judgment, you know, of something that's wrong, but the reason he's giving it to you is to bring the solution so you can get well. Uh, and so again, there's so many of these paradigm shifts, and I, I, I believe this is what it is about moving into the next age, is it's a whole different way of looking at everything. And, you know, just... It is a transformation yeah. and a transfiguration of our minds. But I'm being challenged even in this idea that it's, you know, I've, I've said this many times that um, our mind needs to be transformed before our bodies will be transformed. But I'm even being challenged on that, that it's our spirit, soul, and body that, or you know, mind that uh, that are being transformed together. Yeah, and that we need to stop this separation of the three. They are individual, but they are meant to be one together. And I don't have answers for it yet, but I he, the Father's bringing more and more revelation in that area. So um, I think we have a lot to learn in this area. Of, of just understanding this but back to your thing Daniel with the the word in Greek you know the word in in Hebrew I think you would I, I've shared this with you already I think but I know I've shared it several times on different shows but 
you know, the word uh, judge in Hebrew is Dan. So, but, but anyway, those, those Hebrew letters that make up the word Dan are the Dalit, which is the door, the sign of the door, and then the noon, which is the sign to life. So it's the door to life. And the church has kind of twisted the whole idea of judgment and kind of just flipped it on its head to where what was initially intent, it, the, the initial intent for it was that this would be something that would bring us that abundant life. You know, that when we are judged, it's taking out of us the things that don't belong there that keep us separated from, you know, walking closer with the Lord. And it, it you know, it's a purifying process that, you know, it, yeah. So, I mean, how it, I guess you could easily get it mixed up with hellfire and brimstone and all that because it does remove stuff from us that so that we can walk in more abundance with the Father. But judgment you know that's why you hear a lot of people saying judge me lord judge me seriously judge me and get out of the way anything that's keeping me from getting closer to you and i think the the traditional church there's like these two <clears throat> polar opposites where it's either god is judging god is judging god is judging and then you have the other extreme of god never judges he never brings any calamity he never yep. you know and it's yeah. it's like if you read scripture you know, at face value, yeah. it's very clearly there. He creates, you know, chaos. He creates calamity. And, you know, if we understand it in the context of love, reframing everything in love, then we can can embrace that. You know, it's okay. Instead of these two Polar different opposites. camps. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's really a time, too, right now, like, to find out who's... Um, who means business with God and who isn't in it just because, Oh, God's going to prosper me and whatever. I can get away with anything. Like there is a sense where, you know, our country for those who are Americans, like this is a country that is responsible for just millions and millions of aborted babies and is introducing all kinds of legislation. That's really not very godly. And <laughs> I was in Taiwan for 10 years looking at America back during the Obama administration, just thinking like, holy crap, like they're just begging for judgment, like everything, the fake church system. And, and then when I found out about you guys, the mystic Christian communities and the fringe Christian, it was like, okay, no, there's, a, there's an awakening happening. And now I think there's actually a repentance overall in America. There's like a, a drawing back to what our country is all about and what what church is all about too. And that's what you guys are doing with kingdom talks and you know, Daniel and Chris and truth Seeker and Karen and Martin, all you guys and many others who aren't here, but it's like, this is, this really represents something. I mean, yeah. heck, even Justin <laughs> Abraham talked about this it's like <laughs> changing the universe. No, but seriously, it's like, this is in many ways, it's not just like, um, alcoholics anonymous, like, Hi, I'm Michael Basham and I live stream a lot. <laughs> you know? It's like we're actually doing this because we sense there's a need and there's a hunger to know more about those out there things, you know, that Derek's getting into, that Chris is talking about. And we're, we're hungry for more of reality. So I look at this time as like, um, if we can just kind of clear out all the confusion and fear and like people who are nervously saying, oh, no, I'm not afraid, don't be afraid. <laughs> like actually look at what God is doing right now. I bet yeah. you there's a lot of goodies going on yeah. in heaven because everybody's distracted. So 
like zoom out and look at the big picture. Like, yes, God's judging in some way. There's definitely judgment for people doing obscenely bad things. But then there's also for the church, I think this is our chance. This is the moment to um, cash in, so to speak. You could do it physically in the stock market, you know, cash in there right now, <laughs> real estate, you know, or I mean, also in the spirit in heaven, there's got to be just like pennies or the dollar of New Jerusalem real estate going on. So, I love that. It's hard to look at it. Chris, do you have any do you have any idea what the heavens are saying as far as like where we are astrologically in the times right now? Or do you do you follow along with any of that? I do. Um, I, I, I have it, you know, like this is probably true to me in general that I have it in a large general sense, more than in a <clears throat> micro specific sense. I will say that I think that this spring is really important. And I think that there is certainly, you know, whatever God is celebrating, the enemy is celebrating the opposite. Mm -hmm. And so I think God is very ready to celebrate the spring. And I think the enemy is trying to do everything possible to pretend that spring won't happen this year. So all of our like markers for spring mm -hmm. are being taken away. But I think that again, like, I think we would all agree, even those markers that we had are probably not great markers, right? So. I think maybe there are some new markers that God wants to bring in for us to celebrate springtime together. So, you know, you have a spring equinox, which is how we even determine what age we're in astronomically. And that's just March 21st. How many days away is that from right now? I don't even know what today's date is. It's the 16th. Yeah. 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 Okay. So five days from now is the spring equinox. And so I, I have this kind of internal feeling of, I think someone's trying to squash that celebration a bit, but of course God will get, always get the last laugh because instead of it being spring as we've always known it, God will allow us to move into spring in a way that we've never known it. So just in dealing with that part of the equinox, I think is important. And then in another general sense there, Derek, um, I was just talking to a group about this, not this past weekend, well, this past weekend and the one before it, that um, regardless of what anyone thinks about the end times. And I never really go into any kind of eschatology because I always feel like I'm going to alienate half the people in the room no matter what I say. <laughs> you know, so if I go, you know, it's all going to be good and just keep getting better, then I alienate half the room. And then if I go, it's going to go straight to hell in a handbasket, you better get a crash helmet and some safety goggles, a rifle, and six months of food. Well, then the other half of the room and all the Mormons will be really happy. You know, and so I just going to alienate every, you know, like half the room. So I never really do it. I am very fond, as many of you know, of a of an unidentified prophetic voice, and and uh, one Mr. Owen Barfield and and yeah. C.S. Lewis for that matter. I really do believe them to be prophets. And uh, Barfield felt like a crash was coming, simply because our technology, our science, is so out of control that all it does <laughs> is accelerate us. And if you just hit the accelerator forever, eventually you crash the car. But that there would be a really good thing that would come out of that crash. And that would be these people that are sensing more than just the objectified world around them that are sensing some spiritual life within. They would rise up in that moment and say, I think I have something to offer. So that now as we go forward, forward we'll, we'll do it in the right way. And uh, alongside with that, um, I think if anytime something like this happens, and the institutions that we trust in 
are shaken. Oftentimes those are institutions that were built by mankind completely out of touch with heaven and completely out of touch with nature for that matter. Nothing's harmonious with it at all. And so those institutions, like whether they're banks or, you know, the medicine or the, or the grocery store, whatever it is, or the toilet paper for that matter, (laughs) you know, like all of those institutions, they start to shake and the world will say it's a disaster. And disaster literally means the stars are against us. Hmm. And I think to a degree, they're right. Maybe the stars, but I don't think the stars are against people. I think the stars are against institutions that mankind has built completely out of sync with the father and with nature as a whole. And so the stars may be against those institutions that are holding us all back. But the stars are certainly not against us because God created these, these heavenly beings, these spiritual beings that, of course, we look up at today and think flaming balls of gas million, millions of miles away or light years away. But none of our ancestors saw that. All of our ancestors, including Jesus, saw spiritual beings that God had created. Like It's like this picture of God's city or the angelic world. And so when the world is saying the stars are against us, I feel like saying, heck no, the stars are for me. Like yeah. that's why I'm planning for the future because the stars, it's not a disaster. It's a disaster for an institution, astronomically speaking, but maybe not a disaster for a human being that's being called up into the image of God. So in a, in a really large grand astronomical sense, that's probably as far as I would go is, uh, is just, I think spring is really important, Derek. And I think it's really important this year. Um, maybe because it has something to do with the transition of the age and we mark the ages based on the spring equinoxes. Um, here we are in this next age, you know, gathering online 30 more seconds. and I'm done talking for this whole time. I promise there is, there is a, a, such an increase in the ease of people taking on next age ideas. It brings me to tears when I think about it. I've had so I mean, you know, again, talking about these things five years ago was hard. Talking about it two years ago was hard. Talking about it last year was hard. This year, it's like no matter what a person's background is, they are ready to experience life in more than one plane. They're ready to open the eyes of their heart. They're ready to see into the heavens. They're ready to recognize that we're in a transition between the ages. And yeah. So many of them are ready to take on that wild proposition of experiencing a commission for the next age and a whole whole new spiritual life and practice as well. And that's like, you can't explain that because none of us are doing anything different. It's the people that are different. And it's just because the time itself is moving forward. So if spring is like, we're all going to pretend like all of our spring markers aren't going to happen this year, that makes me think it's because God is really after the spring. And, and in particular, after this spring equinox. Make of that what you will, Derek. That's, that's about all I got. Yeah, so, new life is, is, uh, is, is big, or a new way at doing life, if you yeah. will. Yeah, yeah. So uh, changing the topic just a little bit, Chris, I have another question for you. And, and I'm probably Johnny come lately because I'm looking at the dates on these things, and they're dated December 19th, three different articles I'm looking at. And, and all of them, their headline is, uh, 100 stars mysteriously disappear. Have you heard this before? I, I, I saw the headline. I just didn't read it. Okay. 
Yeah, because it's in you know Popular Magazine, Air and Space, Science Almanac, um, and they're all repeating you know talking about how 100 stars that have been observed for centuries have disappeared. So I didn't know if you knew anything about that. Did you do that? I, no, that's that not me. I did not flip the switch uh, by accident. Uh, I do turn off the wireless router every night before we go to bed. So I don't know. Maybe that has something to do. With it. Well, I think Michael did it. He went and hid just as I said that. I think that he must have been. <laughs> he tried to get out. <laughs> oh, there he's back. There he is. I'm just going to um, pass the baby to the babysitter that just came here. So <laughs> right back, guys. temporal distortion. Just yes. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool how you just blend right into the background there. Apparently oh, the babysitter's going swimming on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> cool, so cool. I will I will bring up something else astrologically that I found to be significant and, <clears throat> and because I got it from an independent other source that you know it just kind of coalesced and I, I had this dream where I'm looking in this notebook just before this guy contacted me about it I'm looking at these notes and I'm reading something I'd written about it these two neutron stars that spun together and collided and created like this black hole type of thing. And what I feel that it means is like the beginning of the harvest, the beginning of the harvest, uh, there's some significance to that. Um, because mm, the way I understand it is like, they're returning to the father through this union that happened to these two neutron stars. I mean, this is this is a big deal. These were some old souls, these neutron stars. And and it, when what it created, <laughs> tons of gold it created. And mm. Lots of other things, but yeah, that's something you you could look into. Just look that up and and see what the Lord tells you about that. Well, I have to say that I'm I'm um, I'm going to begin digging a little bit further back into what was it September 23 of 2017 when the stars kind of lined up and there was a big to do about all that and the um, so it was real. I, I'm it was actually going to go back and look at that because I, I know Chris, you had mentioned that that really wasn't quite as big of a thing as everybody made it up to be, but it is a thing. Which one in particular? Uh, September 23rd, 2017, where the stars had aligned, planets. the planets had aligned. No, that, that was a big deal. That was actually okay. pretty rare. It was the blood moons that actually were yes. very rare. Okay. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be going back to look at that because someone <laughs> else was sharing something that I heard recently and it uh, uh, really sparked my interest. Not that it was anything, you know, you know, the end of the world coming or anything like that, but more that it was signifying this shift into our awareness of mature sons. And anyway, just really powerful stuff that I want to go back and look at, because again, just another sign that God has given to us in the skies, you know, shifting our awareness to the fact that we are meant to and I believe it's as a human race, not just as Christians, but as a human race that we are leveling up into a new place where we will step into a greater level of love and understanding. And um, I'm, I'm just excited about the whole thing. And uh, I, I kind of want to go off on, on into the really deep, deep end. Uh, how much time do we have? We got a few minutes. We got about 15 minutes. So uh and daniel this is this is regarding you and what you did you called me and we talked a little bit i don't want to go off too deep and i want to be really careful but i love this idea and adina you you even uh talked about this and did you know shared about this but 
that as we are moving further and further into becoming more and more of the mature sons, that there will come a time of a, a greater consciousness where that, you know, we, we as a whole will, you know, and this could be a thousand years from now. I, I have no idea, but it just, to me, it makes sense that this is what part of this thousand years could be about, that we are stepping into a greater level of understanding and awareness of who we really are, because we are in Christ, we are in God, and that we are one with him. How does all that work? Because we've been taught to believe these lies that we're not really anything, but yet there's this understanding that we are not separated from God either. So yeah. I don't know if you want to share, Daniel, a little bit on it. It was a yeah. very interesting conversation, but um, I don't want to scare people away either. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's nothing scary about it. It's something Jesus taught on for sure. Maybe it would scare some people. Sure. I think it would because what it does is it threatens our own sense of separation, our own ego, and all these, all these mm -hmm. things we've believed about ourselves. Like you are not your thoughts. You're not your beliefs. What are, what am I then? People get freaked out by that. Like, what am I really, you know? And, but you're in good hands when you're in the care of a, your good shepherd who laid down his life for you, who is the anchor for your soul, you know, like the, and you can trust him. You can let him <laughs> explode you into a billion pieces. He'll patch you right back together. He's a, he's a faithful creator who's loving toward all he has made. And so yeah. for being a partaker of the divine nature, what, what are the stipulations on that verse? It's based on the promises of God. This is his promise. You're a partaker of the divine nature. You know, <laughs> and it's, it's really quite brilliant. Um, there's something else I wanted to touch on. What, um, gosh, I'm, my, my train of thought just fell apart and the train just collapsed into a, a lake. Well, I'd be curious if, if anybody else has it. And if, they, if your thought returns to you, then uh, go ahead. But just curious if anybody else has a line of thought, if you caught on yeah. where we were going. Well, Michael? just what, based off what Daniel was just saying, you know, um, I've been delving into the super soldier stuff again. Um, it's just there's a lot of new people, not a lot of new voices, and it gets into the new age. But And they're, it's, they're extremely dark. You know, you talk about MK Ultra and... It's declassified, but basically separating people's personalities through torture. Well, Jesus was shattered for us. He was broken for us. And we are, all of us are able to partake of the kingdom through his broken bread, you know, and his blood. I've been really interested in seeing how the next age community, the new, not new age, but how we can kind of reach out to them a lot more and help those people that have been through those broken those horrible satanic programs to get healing. You know, yeah. yesterday I talked to a guy, his, his arms were covered with self-harm scratches and cuts. And, and I just, I didn't have a lot of time to talk to him. I was at work, but I just spoke into him and, and told him, you know, God loves him and that I'd be praying for him. And he changed within about an, a half an hour. He like, his countenance completely shifted. He told me he didn't believe in God. I was like, you got a cross on your neck. He's like, oh, I stole this. I was like, well, okay, um, <laughs> I won't call the police, but, uh, but I just noticed like even broken people that we meet on the streets, especially during these, during these end time days, you know, we can actually speak into them and, and help bring healing and we can get weird. We can get really spiritually crazy. Like part of us is in heaven. Part of us is here. Part of us is on a spaceship with Jesus. Part of us is in some other planet, you know, 
Ian Clayton's getting really bizarre recently. He's, he's like slipped out a few times. Like, yeah, you know, you can uh, coexist on another planet, another body, another. Anyway, changing the subject, and you're like, what? <laughs> you know. I, so bringing yeah. all this stuff to some of these new age, some super soldier program people. That's one of our. That's one of the targets that I have my um, New Year's resolution. Yeah, I, I happen to know what Ian Clayton's talking about, and there's another term that it's a Sanskrit term called the Akashic Records, but it's it's very it's relational too, and the, and the Akashic Records is basically saying the mind of Christ. It's it's the upload of every single life that's ever been lived to the divine consciousness, and it's actually how Christ experientially knows and and has a depth of wisdom because we offered our lives to him we're part of that we're part of that intel you know we're on a mission we're we and we'd submit it to the lord and so the akashic records is is what you know it's all these other lives and this is where you get the idea of past lives too uh is that the body of christ is composed composed of billions and trillions of lives that are interconnected and uh ultimately you can go into the spiritual realm and connect with anybody um you know anybody that's part of the body and even though and even minister to those dead parts of his body the the dead cells in his body that the resurrection and the life wants to bring to life and that he's faithfully always surrounding them with with help and with the blood that trying to nourish and coax that soul back to life and that's the rescue mission that's what's going on in heaven is this rescue operation for all the lost and fallen brothers and even fractals of you and how and, and like the real fractals of you because we're ultimately all part of the one Christ, you know, and so identifying, you know, with that, you, know, you, you kind of get a better picture of what's what's going on. And what I was going to recommend earlier is Richard Rohr's talk on <clears throat> contemplative prayer. Hmm. And that that is dynamite. He gets into just these ideas that we have of separation, like I'm this other entity and there's God over there. No, you're you're in Christ. Yeah. And yeah. All, everything is, because all of it was created out of him and exists in him. In him we live and move and have our being, as the scriptures say. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that isn't in him. Even hell exists in him. And it's uh, people's own perspectives and egos that are suffering their own ideas about who they are and that they haven't relinquished to the love of God. That's what hell's all about. And the Lord personally even spoke to me about that and said, have you considered the curative and restorative qualities of hell? <laughs> like, whoa, that's something I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, we lost Derek. I don't know where, where he went to. Well, we uh, are it just about out of time. more than an hour. <laughs> what was that? We didn't pay him for more than an hour. <laughs> Wait, we're getting paid? <laughs> that was that whole thing about having to, you know, upgrade to get Chris on, you know. Everybody <laughs> Apparently Derek had to go. <laughs> All right. Well, any any last things? Uh, we got like 5 minutes. Anybody got something they want to want to share real quick? Go to China. <laughs> time, time for mission work in China. Any crazy people listening, or if you have a crazy nephew or whatever, brother, send him to China. Maybe not today, but get ready. This is this is a time for China. Pray for China's freedom. It's um, 
it's it's true and you can also make money if you're stuck in your house you can make money teaching english on like a hundred different websites to chinese 15 to 20 bucks an hour Just teach them english and pray for them they might ask you about jesus well okay i can tell you right now michael there's probably going to be half a dozen or more people that are going to uh be saying hey where do i get that job at online so mike <laughs> you better have some links ready <laughs> don't laugh but the main one is called vip kids that's what it VIPkids.net.com? Something like that. Just go in a search engine. There's like 50 or 100 websites that will just list like the top 20. Apply to a bunch of them. They're desperate for teachers. Trust me. There's going to be a million kids that are stuck at home and their parents want their kids to learn English and just have a lot of patience, have a lot of love. <clears throat> but this might be a chance to actually reach out and start pouring into the Chinese. That's, um, awesome. yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, seriously. And, and uh, I hope people have hung out long enough to hear the end of this so that they could get that, that bit of news. You might want to send me some uh, links so we can put them into the, the, the notes and so forth. Yeah, sure. that'd be good. Yeah. All right. Anything else, guys and gals? Wash your hands. Yes. Wash your hands, <laughs> Wash your hands you sinners. <laughs> oh, <my> gosh, Daniel. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I, I think the main takeaway we want to have is hope, joy, love, encouragement for what is ahead, uh, because it's going to be awesome and amazing. And I think that people watching this will realize that all eight of us that have been on here, uh, we don't all believe the same. You know, we're in different places, but yet we get to get on here and have a good time in our, in our love and friendship because love is number one. And uh, we can still have conversations and talk about things and, and we'll continue to do so. So, um, and I encourage everyone to find the place where love begins to cast out all the fear and that you can love others around you uh, no matter what they believe. And I know some certain things have made some certain changes in our certain lives. <laughs> We're gonna have a conference on it this weekend. Anyway, restoration of all things. For us, it, when we adopted that and began to look at it deeply, um, it really changed us and how we relate to other people. And it's really made a, a massive difference in our relationship with God as well as our relationship with people around us. So, All right. Well, guys, thank you so much. And gals, blessings, <laughs> blessings, blessings. And um, we will see you all next time. Take care. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.